Hello and welcome to Tea and Chat, the British English podcast that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. Did you miss me? Guess who's back? Back again. Rebecca's back. Call a friend. (laughs) I'm not sure if that's how the song goes, but it is true. I am back. I am here on Tea and Chat, and I am so happy to be able to make this podcast episode for you today. So the last time that I uploaded an episode was definitely a while ago now. Um... I'm sorry. (laughs) As you may all know, I have become a mum this year, so I kind of got super busy. I'm not gonna lie, but I don't want to make excuses. There are many things that contributed to why I haven't made an episode for the past three months, and I'm gonna save that till later. So if you want to hear more about the future of Tea and Chat and this podcast, then stay tuned till the end and I'll go into a bit more detail about that but for now um, I'm just gonna talk about well how are you (laughs) how are you these past three months have been crazy 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 Um, I'm sure wherever you are in the world you have been infected in some way by this global pandemic known as COVID-19 or the coronavirus Um, and I think that has affected us all in so many different ways whether it's related to our work, our personal lives, our children, um, being able to see family and also our mental health. So that's why I'm saying how are you because I hope you are okay things are starting to slowly return to normal in some countries so I hope that is the same for you and that you are regaining some of your sanity. (laughs) Um, I will definitely have to make a whole episode about COVID-19 and what it's been like experiencing that here in Canada because I know every country is different and it's definitely been a ride, it's definitely been a journey so I will definitely um, tell you more about that soon, but I guaranteed you guys an episode a long time ago that I never actually got around to making, so that is what I'm focusing on today. And that episode is all about giving birth to my daughter and what it's like to be a mother. So the last two episodes that I've uploaded here on Tea and Chat were both interviews. One was with a student and the other one was with a friend of mine who is also an English teacher. They are both really, really good episodes, so make sure to check them both out. Um, But during that time, you know, I was just adjusting to being a mom for the first time. I uploaded those pretty soon after giving birth and then I took a bit of a break. So I never got around to making the episode telling you guys all about what it's like to be a mother. So my daughter was born at the end of January, so she's now almost five months old. Wow, time passes so quickly. (laughs) 
It just flashes before your eyes, especially when you have children or a little one to literally document the passing of time in front of your eyes. It's quite crazy. So we may as well start at the beginning. <laughs> the hardest part, the toughest part. Let's start right back in January when I gave birth to my daughter. So the episode before she was born was all about my baby shower and the things that I was doing to prepare to give birth to my daughter. And um, that was just so amazing because I've had so many lovely, lovely people in my life who have really helped uh, with my daughter. They have gifted me so many beautiful things which I really did not expect at all. Even after she was born, I continued to receive a lot of gifts from just really, really nice people. A lot of people who I didn't even know, they sent me different cute outfits and things for her. So that was greatly appreciated. But rewind to the actual process of giving birth. My, oh my, was that an experience. <laughs> well, well, well. Let me just recount the birthing process to you, what it was like for me personally to give birth. Every woman has a completely different experience and not only that but every time you have a child you're going to have a different experience with each child. So the main thing that is guaranteed is that nothing is guaranteed and to expect the unexpected because you just can't really prepare for the actual process of labor and the actual process of giving birth. Here in Canada and in many countries, you are encouraged to create a birthing plan. So you tell the midwives or the doctors what you would like and what you would expect from your birth. So for example, you might hope to play some nice relaxing music. Maybe you would like to have a water birth. Maybe you would like to try hypnobirthing, which is a little bit like meditation while you are giving birth. You play some audio tracks that help to calm you down. Maybe you would like some massage. Maybe you would like to give birth standing up or give birth in the shower. Maybe you would like a home birth. You don't even want to go to the hospital. You want to give birth at home. As you can see, there are just so many different options, different ways that you can give birth and none of them uh, can really be expected. In some countries, it's a lot more common as well to have caesareans or C-sections, which is uh, different to giving birth naturally. It is when you are operated on and the baby is removed. Now, in some countries, this is optional and you are allowed to ask for this. However, um, in the UK and I believe also in Canada, this is not an option unless it is an emergency. So you will only have a cesarean if it is medically necessary. And this is different to America. It's very common that women will ask for a cesarean there rather than go through the process of giving birth naturally. And I know it's also the same in some South American countries. So I just wanted to put that on the table there. But for me, I already knew that birth could be so unpredictable and I never experienced it before. So when they asked me, do you have a birthing plan? I said, no, like I know that anything can happen. And while it is good to be prepared in some ways, sometimes in this case, it can be bad to be overprepared because you might be quite disappointed that the experience isn't exactly what you would expect. So um, there are a few things that I wanted from my birth. I plan to have a natural birth. I didn't want to take uh, medication for pain relief originally. And um, 
I really wanted water. Unfortunately, the hospital where I live here in Canada doesn't give the option for a water birth. They don't have the facilities. In the UK, it's quite common that the hospitals will have a big, big bathtub where you can get inside and give birth in the water. But unfortunately, that wasn't an option here for me. If I wanted to have a water birth, I would have to have had the baby at home. Now, I wouldn't have minded having the baby at home, but unfortunately, I don't own my own house. I live in a duplex, which means that I have neighbors who live underneath me. And I didn't want to disrupt them by giving birth at home because of course it's quite a lengthy and noisy process. And I didn't want to risk flooding the apartment by having a water birth. So I opted for having a hospital birth, but for laboring at home for as long as possible. And in addition to that, for some pain relief, I wanted to spend some time in the shower at the hospital. So you can go in the shower there and um, just spend some time in there. I know some women also give birth in the shower, um, but I just used it as a way of pain relief. So my baby girl was actually due to be born at the beginning of February, but she came a little bit early, about one and a half weeks early. Um, my waters broke, which is a process that happens to a woman either during labor or just before she goes into labor. So for me, it was before I went into labor around uh, midday, the day before she was born, my waters broke while I was decorating her nursery actually. And that was quite a shock to me. Um, but I was really hoping that she would come around that time because I had already gotten fairly large and they said the baby was already quite big. So I thought it would be a safe time for her to be born even though it was a little bit early. So I was quite happy with that. Um, so when your waters broke, the contractions start to begin. And the contractions are when the muscles in your abdomen are literally contracting. So it's like the pain that the woman feels in her stomach. And the contractions start quite irregularly and quite far apart. So maybe at first they are every 30 minutes, then every 20 minutes, then every 10 minutes. And when they get to less than five minutes, that's when we know that we are starting to move into what is called active labor. And this is when things start to really heat up and start to get quite exciting, maybe. Um, so I try to labor at home for as long as possible. And when we are talking about how um, the woman progresses during labor, we measure the dilation in centimeters. Now, this is a little bit technical, so you might want to look it up. But we measure how much the woman has progressed by her dilation. So usually around six centimeters is when you kind of start getting closer and going into more active labor. But 10 centimeters is when you are actually ready to give birth. So I wanted to stay at home until I was six centimeters dilated, um, which meant my waters broke at midday the day before my daughter was born. And I stayed at home until the middle of that night. So for over 12 hours, uh, maybe about 15, 16 hours before I went to the hospital. At that point, my contractions were pretty regular, maybe every two to four minutes. And my midwives had already come to my home to visit me, to help me for a couple hours with the contractions. So it is expected that when we go to the hospital that things will pick up, that the baby will be born soon. And we arrived at the hospital sometime in the early morning um, I can't remember exactly, maybe around 4 a.m. 
And so then it's just uh, the anticipation really builds. And like I said, I started to um, take some showers to help with the pain relief. And I was breathing through all of my contractions. And to be honest, I think I was dealing with it pretty well. I wasn't screaming or anything. Um, you know, maybe I'm just wheezing a little bit with the pain because it's definitely very painful. But I was trying my best to just really concentrate and try not to focus on it too much and just breathe through the contractions. So the midwives confirmed that I was at six centimeters dilated, which means, like I said, you're starting to prepare for the process of actually giving birth. But as time went on, unfortunately, I didn't progress much past six centimeters, which can happen quite a lot, unfortunately. And that can be a little bit frustrating <laughs> because although I was able to deal with the pain quite well at the beginning, after a few hours, you know, my body started to really get tired and I was also mentally very exhausted because I hadn't slept that whole night. You know, I had been awake for so, so long and I hadn't had any rest. So by the morning, uh, my midwife said, okay, you are in too much pain. Uh, we need to give you some medication or we suggest that you take some medication and that you try to take a nap. So at this point, I was screaming, I can be honest, because I had been in labor for so long and this is not always common. So labors can differ in length a lot. Some are quite short, the baby comes straight away. Some take a little bit of time, but I think mine was definitely on the longer end of things. My labor was very long. So I was very exhausted physically and mentally and they said, okay, we suggest that you take um, some medication and that you take a nap so you can rest your body a little bit. So at this point, I started screaming. I was like, yes, give me the medication. I'm in so much pain. I don't care anymore. So the pain relief is actually a type of injection called an epidural. It's very common in most places in the world. So I received this injection in my back. Uh, the doctor at the time was asking me many questions very slowly from across the room, like, are you allergic to anything? You know, can you tell me um, more about your details? And repeat it back to me. And for me, it felt like a lifetime. I was like, please, can you just hurry up <laughs> and give me the pain relief? Because I have been doing this for hours now and I don't want to wait for all of your questions. So I said, you know, I am perfectly healthy. Please just give me the pain relief. Um, and eventually I did receive it, but it's very difficult because... When you receive this epidural, you have to keep your body very, very still. However, when you are going through these contractions, your body is shaking and moving a lot uh, to deal with coping with the pain. So they said, Rebecca, no matter what, you can't move your body. You have to keep your body still. Otherwise, you can cause a lot of problems. If they accidentally inject the epidural in the wrong place in your spine, it could actually leave you paralyzed. So I was like, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can stay still. But I held on to my midwife's hands really, really tightly. And although my body was still shaking a little bit, she kept uh, encouraging me like, Rebecca, just stay still. And eventually it was over with. Then I was able to take a nap for one hour. And I, when I woke up, they said, okay, we will start to try pushing out the baby. But to be honest, my daughter wasn't ready to come. So I ended up pushing for a couple hours and nothing really happened. Um, she didn't really want to come out. And um, my midwife tried to rotate her, 
but she still didn't want to come out and eventually they had to call in the doctor um i want to mention as well in terms of pain medication it's very common in the uk to use something called gas and air which is a type of laughing gas which really helps to relax you so before they gave me the epidural i actually asked them hey can i uh, have the laughing gas and again they took like 30 minutes trying to find it but they couldn't find the mask that comes with it so yeah we could say it was a little bit of a shit show to be honest i was not best pleased um so that is also why i ended up having ep the epidural the baby wasn't coming um so eventually they called in a female doctor to try and help bring along the birth of my child by this point it was the afternoon the next day so it had been over 24 hours and keeping in mind during this whole time all I took was a one hour nap um, so my body my mind was still so mentally exhausted because this whole time I'm having contractions and so then they doc then the doctor said would you like me to use forceps which is these big metal uh tongs that they put on the baby's head to try and pull the baby out um i said you know do i have any other option i was just completely exhausted at this point i was kind of i don't know a bit delirious i was like do i have any other option at this point you know we just need to get the baby out and she said well how about you try pushing for another 10 minutes and so i said okay fine I don't think she expected me to say fine because she thought, wow, this woman must be so exhausted by now. But I was like, fine, I can try pushing for another 10 minutes with this doctor instead. Those 10 minutes ended up being, I think, about an hour. So she lied to me. But uh, she actually used her hands to help pull the baby out. And eventually I gave birth to my daughter um, about 3.41 p.m. the next day. So a very, very long labor very very tiring but finally my beautiful baby daughter was born and that was the birth of my daughter <laughs> do you know what i would love for you guys to share your birth stories too if you are a woman and you have been through this um maybe dm me on tea and chat podcast instagram or british english tutor instagram because i find it so interesting um we can definitely learn a lot by this and from other women's experiences um i'm sure and when I have more children in the future, each experience will be different. But I feel a bit more prepared. Actually, that's a lie. Like I said, you can never be prepared. So that was the birth of my daughter. And then, you know, eventually we took her home. And it's very, very difficult to care for a newborn. They require a lot of attention. And of course, they sleep a lot. Um, which is actually quite good. It helps the parents to also catch up on a little bit of sleep, which we didn't really do, but we tried to. Um, but then my baby girl developed colic, uh, which I think can sometimes be caused by uh, maybe like an allergic reaction to dairy also. Don't quote me on that. But those first six weeks after she was born were quite difficult, especially when she developed colic, which is when the baby is uh, spitting up a lot of their food and they are crying a lot because they have a lot of gas in their tummies. So when she was six weeks old, we actually went away to an Airbnb for a weekend just to catch some fresh air. And that was really, really nice. It was well needed and it definitely helped because when we came back, slowly her colic started to ease off because six weeks is around the time that it starts to peak. 
Um, like I said, she's now almost five months, so her sleep has changed a lot. She's actually a pretty good sleeper, so she started to try and sleep through the whole night, which we're really, really happy about. It means that I'm able to catch up on my sleep a little bit, which is why I'm able to make this episode here today. Uh, but now that she's a little bit older, I have to entertain her a lot more. You know, when she's little, she just kind of eats, sleeps and poops. <laughs> but now, you know, she is um, developing her brain at such a fast pace. You know, this is the time in a human's life when they learn the fastest and the most. So, of course, I've got to keep her mentally stimulated and playing with her and keeping her entertained, which can actually be a little bit more work than looking after a newborn at times <laughs> because babies can get bored very easily. But it's fun. It's a journey. And the main thing I've learned with motherhood is that every time you think you've figured something out, there is something new for you to learn. There is something right around the corner that you are not expecting. So it's like, oh, okay, I finally figured out how to do this. Or I finally figured out what this problem was that was making her unhappy. But then there is always something else. There is always something else to expect. You know, just when you think you've figured it out, they kind of enter a new stage in their life, a new stage of development, and it's like you're starting all over again. So it's definitely an adventure. It's definitely a journey, but I am absolutely loving every step of the journey. I actually went back to work. Talking about work, I went back to teaching lessons at the beginning of March. So literally just one month after giving birth. Here in Canada, I don't get maternity leave because I am self-employed. I don't get maternity leave. I don't get paid for taking time off. So it was important for me to get back to work as soon as possible. Also because I love what I do. I love do making podcasts. I know I this is the first one in a while, but I love teaching lessons. I love making stuff for you guys on Instagram. So I don't want to take too much time off. But to be honest, I had to pay my bills. <laughs> I don't make a lot of money, if I'm being honest. I don't want to talk about money much, and I don't usually, but especially, um, obviously, my hours were reduced greatly, and so I couldn't afford to take a lot of time off with my daughter. And I think that's the case in a lot of countries around the world. If you're self-employed, you don't usually get any paid maternity leave. So I just took one month off, then I slowly started to increase my lesson take. And then during middle of March is when coronavirus started. So... Actually, I was able to increase my lessons during this time because my partner also, who is working from home now, was able to help take care of my daughter. So that was really, really good. And as you guys all know, I'm a little bit crazy. I do work a lot. And between March and May, I actually started another two businesses, another two online shops. The first one is Idiomatic Expressions. You may have heard about it on my Instagram. And the second one is a stationery shop called Honey Lemon Stationery, where I sell cute stationery things like uh, pens and pencil cases. And so, yeah, I'm really excited um, to have started these two businesses. And I will definitely have to talk more about that and the process of starting businesses in a future podcast. So in some ways, coronavirus has actually been beneficial to me. It means that I've been able to work a little bit more. But now that things are starting to return back to normal in Canada, I'm also able to receive a little bit of help from my mother-in-law. So although my schedule is greatly reduced for my lessons, I'm still able to take a few people every week. So I'm very, very grateful for that. And moving on to another topic on my Instagram this week, the topic is body. You guys chose the topic body and I'm making videos on it. 
Now, when we talk about body, it's a very sensitive, sensitive topic. And the first thing I have to say to you guys is that it's never appropriate to comment on someone else's body. I receive so many comments on Instagram. To be honest, I'm really tired of the trolls over there commenting things about my appearance. And I've received some negative comments, some positive comments on my recent videos, but either way, it is just never appropriate to comment on someone's body image, um, especially since a lot of people have body image issues and they can develop them, especially if they're someone who puts themselves out there and puts themselves online a lot. Um, so please be aware of that. Please avoid commenting anything regarding to my appearance and just comment something regarding English if you are attached to my Instagram over there. Uh, body image after giving birth is quite a big topic, you know, that time after giving birth is called postpartum and it's really just a time of healing. It takes a long time to heal from the birthing process because it is really traumatic to your body. Your body has experienced a type of trauma and it needs a lot of time to heal. On top of that, you take about nine months to grow this baby, nine, 10 months actually, to grow this baby. And obviously during that time, you know, you get quite big, you get to like the size of a big balloon, we say. And yet after you give birth, people expect you to just lose this weight magically. Of course that doesn't happen. And I'm happy to see on YouTube, more and more women are showing the truth behind postpartum that, you know, you will still have this stomach after postpartum. It doesn't just disappear when the baby comes out. And of course, we have to spend a lot of time healing our bodies and resting and not to put extra stress on your body. And on top of all of that, you know, you are busy looking after a child. So you're not exactly thinking about exercising or working out. But uh, a mother can develop maybe some body image issues because she is not used to her new body. It's something that she hasn't had before. You know, it's a new shape. Maybe now she has wider hips, bigger thighs, um, of course, a bigger chest, bigger boobies <laughs> to feed her lovely children. But that is something new and maybe something they might feel even a little bit uncomfortable with because they are not used to it. And there's so much pressure by the media that you need to magically lose this weight. You know, we look at celebrities like the Kardashians and there are some famous people on YouTube who just magically seem to lose that extra baby weight. Um, but that is not the truth for most people. That is not realistic. So we just have to be mindful of that and know that it's okay. You know, you are busy raising a human and even if, you know, you never go back to your normal weight, it's not expected because... Your body has kind of changed permanently after giving birth. Like I said, maybe you have wider hips and a lot of things change in your abdomen, in your stomach. And it's it's not like you're going to go back to having the body of what you had before. Everything kind of changes a little bit more permanently. So now that I feel like I have a bit more time, I do want to start trying to get a bit fitter. I've started to do a lot of walking and a little bit of exercise. Um, but I know not to put too much pressure on myself because I am busy being a mum and so it is not my goal to become super, super fit or anything like that. So yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about body image because that is something quite important and it's also the topic on my Instagram this week. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about my daughter is, um, her future. <laughs> I can't predict her future and I don't think I could talk much on it right now. But I just want to say in terms of her uh, privacy, 
I don't post many pictures of her anywhere. I haven't posted details about her, about her name. All of those things I want to keep private because I don't think um, it's my place personally to post those things on the internet. You know, she is not able to make that decision. And in the future, if she was interested in doing that and having her own Instagram account, you know, when she's much, 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 much older, <laughs> then of course she can go ahead and do that. But I don't think it's my place to make those decisions for her. And I just want to protect her as a mother and keep those things private. I can talk a bit more about her future in terms of how I want to raise her and different um, goals that I have for her, maybe in a different episode because I kind of have to put a little bit of thought into that one, you know? And I haven't thought about it 100% because I'm just concentrating on the here and now. But if you guys are interested, let me know and I'll do something talking about that also. So lastly, before I finish this episode today, I want to talk about the future of tea and chat. Like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, um, obviously I've been away for a couple of months and you guys probably thinking, what happened? Has tea and chat finished? Has she disappeared? Well, to be honest, even I wasn't sure what was happening with tea and chat because although I love making these episodes, it is a lot of work. And I had the expectation that I would continue making episodes during this time, but I just did not have the time. You know, to record an episode, it can take about an hour. To edit the episode, it takes a couple of hours. And then if you guys want me to make a transcript, that also takes um, a few hours to make. So that is another reason why there aren't transcripts, as you guys know, on my website for a while and why I haven't posted anything. You know, I don't make any money by making this podcast. And like I said, financially, um, I have to kind of focus on things that might hopefully bring me in uh, some money to pay my bills because I'm not rich. <laughs> so although I've still been making content on Instagram for free, even there, I kind of reduced it a little bit because um, it's been difficult. You know, I want to make these things for free for you and I want to continue making them uh, accessible to everyone and for free. But to be honest, um, when I'm not making any money from it, you know, and it's taking up so much of my time, I have to truthfully ask myself if it's worth my time and if it is valuable to me, um, if I could be better spending my time in another way. So I'd really like to um, continue with Tea and Chat. This is season two of Tea and Chat. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make enough episodes to at least finish season two of Tea and Chat. And then what I'm doing is I'm going to ask you guys from the bottom of my heart if you would consider supporting this podcast. And I know I've mentioned this a little bit before, but I think now it's a really good time just to ask you guys if you really enjoy listening to these podcast episodes and if you want me to continue making more, then please, please consider sponsoring um, this podcast. I have reopened my Patreon page. So that is patreon.com forward slash T and chat, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash T and chat, where you can help donate to keep this podcast going and to keep it free. So if you would like to donate, you can donate any amount. You can donate as little as $1. $1 per month will really, really, really help me out and help me to maintain this podcast. So I, I'm asking you, from the bottom of my heart, if you would, if you really appreciate me making these and if you want to see a season three of Tea and Chat, please consider sponsoring this podcast for about $1 per month. And if you would like me to 
make transcripts and if you would like access to all the transcripts for every episode then that will cost you two dollars per month so it's a very 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 small amount if you really want me to continue making this then that support will mean the whole world because it's really difficult for me to find so much time to uh, make these podcast episodes for free so your support will mean the world like i said i'm going to continue finishing off season two and um, depending on how much support I get, then I can continue to season three. So please check that out, patreon.com forward slash tea and chat for just $1 per month so I can maintain this platform. And if you want to access to all the transcripts, um, you can pay $2 per month over there. I'd really like to keep doing these episodes. You know, I have so many plans for different episodes and I love doing this. And I've received really nice feedback also so I hope that I can continue doing this and I know not everybody can um, provide support financially but that's why I tried to make it as cheap as possible literally one dollar or two dollars so it means the whole world to me for your support so that is really the future of tea and chat I hope that I can keep it free that I can keep going just ask for some of your donation and support And that is all for this episode today. I hope that you enjoyed having me back here. Um, Please go check out my Instagram for more free content at British English Tutor on Instagram and also at Tea and Chat Podcast and I will post more things there. You can expect more episodes from me soon. I hope you all stay well and stay safe during this time. And thank you for listening. Hello there from future Rebecca. Ooh. I just wanted to hop on the end of this podcast and let you know that today, Friday the 10th at 8pm Eastern Time, that's 8pm EST, you can watch me on twitch.tv forward slash mochi8momo if you would like to support me further. I'll be doing a live stream on there today going through a painting tutorial so I really really hope to see you guys there because I think it's going to be so much fun. I hope you all have a lovely weekend, weekday, wherever you are.